Welcome to the Lady Lounge Sportscast, Episode 2. David West isn't welcome here. Alright guys, today we're going to talk about the NC Dinos. Their current record is 10-1. and They're the number one team in the KBL. Then we're going to talk about a news article I read over the week called We Don't Need Sports by Norman Chad. Then we're going to get into some Saints news. Talk about Todd Montgomery. Talk about the Tomlin, James Harrison situation. Then we're going to talk about our favorite and then worst Saints memory. Then we're going to jump on over to Pelicans news. Talk about the Zion lawsuit and how bad it is. Then we talk about how Alonzo gets caught with another workout video. And then we're going to jump to our favorite and then worst Pelicans memory. Then we're going to talk about how David West called me fat when I was six years old. And how we hate him on this podcast. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get started. Hey, everybody, how y'all doing? Welcome back. Welcome back. First of all, we want to give a massive shout out to everybody who gave us feedback and suggestions from the first episode. Um, we appreciate it greatly. Yeah, we're going to change the intro eventually. Our buddy's band that also plays and practices in the Lady Lounge, they're going to make us an intro, a really dope intro. And then we're working on audio issues. And then we're going to talk about some plans for the future. And we're going to talk about how eventually, hopefully, that hopefully we have tailgates back. We're going to start tailgating with fans. We already have some people asking about it. Really, really excited about that. We're going to have some random interviews with Reddit fans, well, Reddit fans, Reddit questioners, and then we're going to have random interviews with hopefully some players, like Saints players, Pelicans players soon. And we're just working on that. And eventually some other people that, that play music in New Orleans, mostly New Orleans local people, we're going to try to have interviews with athletes, musicians, etc. But, uh, John, did you hear about the news on 4th of July that possibly the MLB, MLB will return? That's exciting. That's exciting news. Really I mean, exciting. I am, even though we're still watching NC Dinos, I am still very, very excited for the MLB to come back. The summer will be nice to have a team to watch, have some MLB to watch. I know they're going to be playing in Florida and Arizona for sure. And I think the article said, well, the article said Michigan. It's not confirmed. It's a rumor article that somebody tweeted probably just to get everybody hyped up because, of course, you want to have baseball on 4th of July. And opening day on 4th of July would be really dope. So, I thought that was really cool. I'm really excited about that. Hopefully the Red Sox could uh, make some moves, start off on a hot streak. I mean, again, all this rest, so fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, we're undefeated so far this season. Yeah, we're undefeated so far. Off to a hot start. Yeah, we're undefeated through May 17th, so we're off to a good start. Mookie who? (laughs) I'm just kidding. Mookie Betts, please come back. Please, please. Uh, he signed, what, a year a year or two deal, right? Yeah, like he's coming okay. back. To he's going to come back. Okay, but even though MLB might be coming back in July, we're still going to watch the KBO all through the season. We're dedicated. We're officially – we're the official podcast of the NC Dinos. Like, uh, shout out to all my Korean viewers out there, listeners. We are going to be the official podcast. So, the NC Dinos – are ten and one right now. They won again this morning against the SK Wyverns. They're the number one team in the KBO. John, I just love, I just love how the first team we pick 
and I know a lot of other podcasts are jumping on this bandwagon, but as soon as I heard the KBO was going to stream on ESPN, I said the NC Dinos are going to be our team. And what do you know? They're number one in the KBO. They're on fire right now. They're literally doing so good. So let's talk about some games that we watched throughout the week. We didn't watch every game because every game is in like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, so it is hard for us to watch. But let's talk about the NC Dinos Stadium. We definitely kept up with them. We definitely kept up with them. So let's talk about the NC Dinos Stadium. What do you think about the cutout fans, Don? <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's a play. First of all, if we have any um, Korean NC Dinos affiliates out there, our buddy Derek made a super awesome Photoshop picture of our heads on some NC Dinos players. And I mean, you need to get us in those stands. You're Please not gonna, get us You will stands. not lose another game this season with a Lady Lounge sports cast in the stands. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's just really good luck. So I did make a mistake on Twitter. I was talking about the cut. I was talking about the cutout fans, and I wasn't. I was paying attention. I was paying attention more to the game, and I saw that it was cutout fans, like cutout, uh, cutout cardboard fans in the stands. And I was like, man, that's that's freaking weird. That's kind of funny. And I was making fun of them, and then I didn't realize that it was NC Dino Stadium. I was making fun of uh the K the KT. Let's see, it was the KT, the KT Tigers, I think it is. I was making fun of them, and then somebody DM'd me on Twitter was like, dude, that's the NC Dino Stadium. You need to go back and check on that. And I was like, oh, shoot. So I had to delete the tweet and retweet it, like, and I acted like nothing happened. So NC Dino listeners, please don't, please don't go back and check your tweets. They're already deleted, all right? Well, I mean, NC Dino's fans don't hate me, just hate them. Yeah, just just hate me. I'll take the blunt of that. But also, the NC Dallas has the best cheer squad. They're constantly cheering. They're pumping noise into the into the stadium, crowd noise, and they're, the whistles are ridiculous. I've been hearing whistles nonstop from the crowd, and it's of course it's a cheer squad. So that's pretty cool, I guess, that they still have the cheer squad on payroll, <laughs> and they're still in the stadium <laughs> pretending there's fans there. They're cheering to the cutout fans. Let's just say that. Okay, I mean, you so, have to keep the team hyped. Yeah, you got to keep the team hyped. And uh, uh, obviously, it's working. We're 10 and 1. We're the best team in the KBL right now. But uh, we're going to talk about the first game I watched. And this was an electric game. This is the game on Tuesday. And this game went to extra innings. I woke up early just to watch this game. So let's go, to, let's go straight to the bottom of the ninth. Bottom of the ninth, down by two. Is it time for a rally? At home, I put a hat on. I twist, put, put it inside out. I put a rally cap on. And then it's one out, and then Nasong Bong hits a two-run bomb and ties the game up and sends the Dinos to extra innings. So after that, next person came up, struck out, and then it went straight to extra innings. So then it was two outs. The Dinos had a chance to win the game, tied 6-6. Suckman Park hits a dinger, game winner over center field fence. Well, actually, it wasn't center field. It was a left field fence. NC Dinos just win the game, walk-off home run. It was insane. The cardboard fans were falling all over the place. They were absolutely stunned. They were stunned at first. It was they were stunned at first. And they were like, "Oh my god, did we really just win this?" And then just stayed still because they're cardboard cutouts. But the cheer squad went insane. So we're gonna talk about their dominant performances right now. So they swept the KT the KT Tigers. They swept them. I'm pretty sure they're Tigers. I could make a mistake. And they're destroying the SK Wyverns right now. They won again this morning, improving their record to ten and one. And it's just Isn't like that series over. They swept that series too, right? 
I think they have one more game tomorrow, if I'm not wow. mistaken. But they're basically going to sweep that series, too. So shout-out to our Korean listeners. Shout-out to the NC Dinos. Let's get the Lady Lounge podcast to Korea. Let's make it happen. We're going to keep this series going. Actually, we're just we're this official podcast on NC Dinos. We're going to keep this going. We're going to have a lot of fun. The official New Orleans podcast of the NC Dinos. <laughs> Heard, it here. Heard it here first. All right, let's uh, jump on to the We Don't Need Sports article by Norman Chad. Do you want to talk about that, John, a little bit? First of all, this guy, Norman Chad, he, first, he looks like the disappointing cousin of Neil deGrasse Tyson. Tyson. <laughs> I mean, he, he's the complete failure in the family. No one likes him. He's the one cousin you don't ever want to go by. And it, in this article, it really shows why. He's, he's, one, he's the cousin you go to Thanksgiving dinner or Thanksgiving day with, and you're watching football with your family, and he's like, oh, what, let's put the St. Macy's Day Parade on instead of watching football. This is it's lame. It's a commercial. Come on. That, like, that's, that's that cousin. In the article, he talks about how instead of watching sports, we spend more time with our family at the dinner table. What? I watch sports and eat at the same time with my family. That's just a thing in New Orleans. That's what we do. That's a thing everywhere. This dude is an absolute nerd okay his name is norman and chad so he has the name chad as like a douchebag kind of name and then norman as a nerd name it's just a 50 50 mix he's like he's a nerd douchebag and i just i don't understand why this article is even put i get it i mean actually i do understand it was for clicks it wanted to get people pissed off but like we need sports obviously this is devastating definitely the biggest nerd chad move of the century 100 percent. so if you haven't read it, it's by the Washington Post. It says, we do not need sports anymore. That's the article. But we can jump on to some Saints news. If you want to jump to Saints news, John. First of all, how do you feel about us signing Ty Montgomery? Oh, I think it's... Okay, so I have a couple things about this. I think it is a great pickup. But, alright, so we have Camaro. We have Murray. And we have Washington. So Washington is a really good running back that plays on special teams. And when Alvin Kamara went out a couple of years, like two, well, actually last year, he was doing good. He played a couple of games. He looked really good. Now, does that mean he's going to be off the team? I don't really know. But Ty Montgomery is an absolute workhorse. He was he so good with the Packers. He was, he was okay with the Jets, but he was so good with the Packers. So I'm excited for him. I mean, honestly, we got him first, too. He's extremely electric. He's a versatile player. I mean, he can play running back. He can play wide receiver. You put him in the slot, you can put him at a wide out. He'll catch the ball if you throw it to him. And it's it's a really good addition. We love these versatile players like Taysom Hill, Ty Montgomery, that um, I can't remember his name now, the rookie quarterback we just drafted. Uh, Steven, uh, Steven. Uh, keep talking. Let's see. Let's keep going. <laughs> So, I mean, it's going to be a great, um, I don't want to say change of pace, but it's, it'll be a wrench in our system. Tommy Stevens. Tommy Stevens, sorry. Tommy Stevens, that's what it is. That's what it is. Couldn't think of his first name. He, um, he's great on end of rounds. He's great in open space. And, I mean, he's not going to be a superstar player. And he just came off of a down season, but I really think he's going to have a resurgence. He's going to come in. He's going to make some big plays for us. And I'm excited to see what he does. Well, I also think he's going to play some wide receiver as well. I mean, like you said, he can go in the, go out the backfield, catch some balls, 
And I mean, we need like another good solid wide receiver. I can see him playing both. And that would, that's just what Sean Payton wants. He wants versatile players that can do both multiple positions. So I can see, I see that as upside, honestly. I see that as a really good thing for us. A very good pickup. I trust the system. I, tr- I trust Sean Payton. I trust Mickey Loomis. I think, I think it's a really good pickup for us. Shout out to Mickey Loomis. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's all around a great pickup. I mean, just adding depth to both positions, like you're saying. And it, it's going to be fun. I think I think the Saints are dominating this season. What do we so both too. say they're going to end up 12 and 4? Maybe this makes four, them 13 yeah. and 3 now. We're going to talk a couple big time Montgomery plays. And hopefully we get to go see some games because, I mean, this is a year that we're able to, we have more time to go see a lot more games. We usually go to a couple games a year, but I'm trying to, honestly, I'm trying to get season tickets this year, if possible, or yeah. even next year, or the rest of our lives, honestly. But yeah, it's going on the really wait hard. list now. We'll get them in like seven years. Yeah, me and my dad have been on the wait list for a long time. And every time we get like ticket availabilities, it's for like, Tickets are like three thousand, four thousand dollars a year, and it's like, oh, <laughs> I mean, it's free to watch it on the couch. <laughs> but maybe uh, we just have to. Next time that comes up, we just spend the money. Spend the money. We'll split it up. We'll go to a couple games each a year. But uh, let's move on to Sean Payton calling out the league with uh, Tomlin and James Harrison move uh, controversy. What do you think about that, John? I mean, honestly, I, I am unsurprised. Not, I mean. This is <laughs> even whenever Sean Payton got in trouble for the whole Bounty Gate scandal, everyone was like, "Yeah, this happens in the NFL." It he happens all the time. Now there's hard, concrete evidence. There's admissions, and guess what's going to happen to Mike Tomlin? Absolutely nothing, dude. This, yeah, this happens all the time, and of course we get in trouble with Bounty Gate. Sean Payton came out and said that ha- that, that, that was going on, but dude, like this happens all the time. I was just watching a news, an ESPN or like segment. And, like, they had past defensive players come on and say, yeah, like, oh, yeah, when I made a big kid, my head coach came up to me and handed me an envelope full of money. Dude, what in the world is going on? This happens all the time. We knew this was happening all the time. Why in the world did we get in trouble? Well, I know why. The, the NFL hates the Saints. Let's just say that. But, like, why are people coming? Like, why are people shocked by this? And good for Sean Payne and calling out the league because – the league needs to hear it from us, even though it might cost us somehow in the future. But the NFL needs to hear about this. And New Orleans fans, they unite, and we're upset about this. If Mike Tomlin doesn't get any kind of backlash from this, I would be really upset. I mean, I, I doubt he does, honestly. I mean, I think Roger Goodell starting to get scared of putting um, consequences on bad actions because he's getting so much negative hate. And I don't, I honestly don't think Mike Tomlin's going to, he might get a slap on the wrist, but he's definitely not going to get a, how long was Sean Payton's suspension? A full season? A whole year. Right? Yeah. Full season. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be anything that severe. And do I think he was talking to players while he was suspended? Probably. I mean, you can't really monitor that, but I, I think it's just so dumb. There has to be some kind of fine for Mike Tomlin, some, 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 some kind of punishment. But since we're on the topic of Roger Goodell and the NFL, I, I know this is off topic off the list we had, but. Did you see that uh, Dave Portnoy won that charity event where he gets to watch a Monday night football game with <laughs> Roger Goodell? And they <laughs> hate each other. They hate each other. He put up so during the for coronavirus relief, he Roger Goodell and NFL did a charity event where you donate X amount of money and whoever wins the bid, it was like a bidding thing. Whoever wins the bid, they get to watch a Monday night football game with Roger Goodell. 
So people out there that don't know, Dave Portnoy is the CEO, owner of a Barstool Sports. I don't think and, he's the owner anymore, but he's not the CEO either. Okay, well, he uh, created, let's just say creator. He's the creator he's the founder of Barstool Sports. Of founder. Barstool Sports and he so, still runs the day-to-day operations. He's the president. So when Tom Brady was going through like the flake gate and all the you know, like law troubles he was having, uh, Dave Portnoy went to the court, the jury, the court, whatever it was, the meeting they had in, uh, I think it was New York, and they all dressed like Patriot fans. They protested it. They were demanding to talk to Roger Goodell, and he got arrested. Got arrested for making a peaceful protest in the lobby of the commissioner's building right. or whatever you call it. He got arrested. Went to jail for the night. So he hates Roger Goodell, and that's where the clown shirts came from, the Roger, Roger Goodell clown shirts with the clown uh, nose on it. So still he, my favorite shirt. I still still one of my favorite shirts, too. But he, Roger Goodell announced his charity event, and then he's going to – he don- he donated $250,000 just to watch a Monday night football game with him. So it's going to be really funny to watch. I'm really excited for it because they hate each other, the, and I just want to see Dave Portnoy just rip his face off, honestly. That's just me. Does he wear the shirt? I he think he is going to wear a shirt. Yes. I think he's paying 250 grand just to wear the shirt in his presence. Oh, 100%. And, to wear, and he has content. to sit with him. It's content. He's made money. It is content. I know it's, it's, it's off topic, but I would love to see Roger Goodell take this full form and wear, wear like a, uh, a Dave Portnoy shirt with a clown nose on, a no, clown nose on it. Just to yeah. say, like, oh, we get it. We hate each other, but we can be civil for this charity event. Would it be even better is if um... – Goodell comes in with the Portnoy Musk 2024 shirt on. <laughs> I I mean I feel like you have to like somehow play it off. I don't know. That's what I'm just saying. But we'll go back to what we were talking about. I kind of got off topic because I thought that was something to touch on. But uh, we're still talking about the yeah, these players on ESPN talking about getting hitting and paid. That's dumb. But we'll stop talking about that because we'll just move to the next topic. Garrett Hartley's birthday was this week. Shout out Garrett Hartley. Do you have any memories you want to share about Garrett Hartley? I mean, <laughs> the field goals, right? And the yeah. um, and the playoff runs. And, I mean, he he didn't make everything, but he was clutch. He made yeah, the he, ones that mattered. He was a very, very down-to-earth guy. I actually had the chance to meet him. Uh, I shared this on Reddit for the Reddit listeners out there. I shared this on Reddit. I actually had the chance to meet. And well, I met him a couple times at like uh, training camps, charity events, and just around the city. But I actually had the chance to talk to him at a Bing Grove softball game. This is one of my favorite Garrett Hartley memories. So I met him at a Bing Grove softball game. He signed my football. This is like 2012, 2013, so a while ago. And we were talking, and I was wearing a Jonathan Vilma jersey. And he was playing on the same team with Jonathan Vilma. It was like black and white versus each other. And uh, black jerseys, white jerseys. And he was like, yeah, dude, uh, give me your jersey. I'll get it signed by Jonathan Vilma. And I was like, what? Are you serious? Thank you so much. Took my jersey off of me, gave it to him. He ran to the dugout, got it signed, gave it back. And he's just a really nice guy, I think. And he always bullshit. Oh, bull craps with people on Twitter. He just messes with people on Twitter. He's still really active with the Saints. You see him at the Saints games every year. He loves the city. And I just really, really appreciate what he did for the city. Send us to the Super Bowl, doing great in the Super Bowl and everything like that. If um, anybody needs leverage against David, just take that clip of it's black and white versus each <laughs> other and uh, just hold it over his head for the rest of his life. I give complete permission to you. It's perfectly fine by me. 
But yeah, Garrett well, Hartley was a fun player to watch. I mean, he he's a kicker. So, but kickers need love, dude. Will Lutz <laughs> is a, Will Lutz is fucking. I mean, is a monster. Is a monster, and I really really like watching him kick. So he's clutch. But uh, what do you think about uh, playing the season without fans? Because that seems like it's very possible at this point. I don't see large crowds meeting up with each other. I mean, unless we're like the Atlanta Falcons and we can social distance really well because they can't fill their stadium up. But I just don't see it happening. I don't want to be negative. How, how do you think that's going to go down, John? Um, I mean, honestly, I hope that – I mean, if it's the first couple of weeks, it's one thing. If it's the full season, it's another story. It's, I mean, you have to have football. Regardless, football is going to be played. And if it has to be played with no fans in the stands, then that is what it is. But, I mean, that's a big factor for a lot of teams. I mean, the Saints home field advantage is gigantic because of the stands. I mean, you can't the crowd hear crowd noise and everything. Yeah, you can't hear your quarterback making a call. Then, I mean, what do you do? And that's it's a, just a, weird. Yeah. It's weird watching sports without fans. Even watching the fights last weekend without fans, you hear everything. You hear the trainers talking to each other, talking to the uh, fighters, and it, it it'll be different. But I mean, if it comes down to it, it is what it is. And I mean, I'm still gonna is. watch the games. I'm gonna watch as many games as I possibly can. Maybe we can give the Saints some uh, ideas from the KBO and get some cutout cardboard fans. Maybe they'll put us in the crowd. Maybe we'll see uh, on every field goal, we'll see us just holding a giant lady lounge sports cat sign in the crowd somehow. <laughs> no, this is the play, right? We just Photoshop like thousands of pictures of us on different bodies. And it's only us in the crowds. And we have, and they have to use it. Cause we send them, to, we send it to them so much. Yeah. And they're like, like right. you know what? Let's just get these guys in the crowd because they keep spamming our, our inbox with it. Yeah. <laughs> So what is we're gonna move on to favorite worst Saints memory? I'm pretty sure we have the same favorite memory, but oh, I'll let yeah. you tell your I mean, story first as well. What's your favorite was, Saints memory? I mean, it has to. I mean, obviously, my the best memory from the Saints ever was winning the Super Bowl. Right, that's everybody's my favorite memory. memory. Besides that, has to be that first game back in the dome after Katrina when we mm-hmm. just completely whipped the Falcons twenty three to three. And I mean, I think we were the only person in our family that had like the working TV at the time because and then so we had a bunch of people over and I mean I'm pretty sure there's cracks in the walls of that house now. After the um after the block punt from uh Steve Gleason and it's it's we were completely dominant the entire game and it gave us something to hold on to. It gave us it gave the city hope. And that was really good. It gave the city hope. Now I have a similar story. I remember watching the game in my FEMA trailer at home and I just remember I mean we didn't go to the game. I would love to go to the game, but I remember watching with people like kids from the neighborhood all in my FEMA trailer, all packed together. We ordered Domino's because Domino's was the only company that was open after Katrina. Well not after, only not the only food company, the only takeout company that was open at the time. And I remember just watching and just freaking out how awesome it was. And when Steve Gleason blocked that punt, the, the, the Superdome was never more electric. And I actually had a chance to meet Steve Gleason. I have a picture, one of my favorite pictures with Steve Gleason. Steve Gleason was at Voodoo Fest, and he was rolling around. And I, I was like, you know. Why did you have what, to put it that way? Well, I'm, okay. Well, I'm, I'm just saying he was rolling around with his, with his posse. But 
I ha- I couldn't pass up the opportunity. I-, I wanted to ask for a pitcher, but I didn't know if I should. But I said, you know, what, screw it. I'm gonna go ask for a pitcher. And I asked him. I was like, uh, Mr. Gleason, do you mind if I take a picture with you? And he was ty- and he used his eyes to type on the computer. And he was like, yes. And that was it. And I just jumped straight to it. I handed it. I had my phone to a random person to my picture, and it's still my favorite picture till this day. I have it framed and everything. But I thought I took that picture for you. Did you take that picture? Pretty sure I did. You might have took that picture. I don't remember. But it, I, I blacked out at that point from being too happy. But that was my favorite Saints memory. It was such an awesome time. They gave the city hope, and I really appreciate that 2006 season. I hold it close to my heart. So what is, your worst, what is your worst Saints memory? Oof. Worst Saints memory, huh? I mean, <laughs> we've had definitely had some... Uh, Bad We've had luck. some highs, but we've definitely had some lows. I think... My worst Saints memory and the, af- the after effects of it has to be the Minnesota Miracle. The Stefan Diggs catch. Yeah, that was. That right. completely destroyed us and destroyed. I mean, I was so mad. I, I could have punched through a wall if I wasn't at my grandparents' house. <laughs> but um, it was, I mean, first of all, it completely crushed everything. I mean. Crushed. I don't want to say crush our spirits, but it crushed our spirits. Yeah, it definitely did. That was that was a start of a bad luck train. And then the worst part about it is now every time we have to play the Vikings, you see the Minnesota Miracle oh, 114 yeah. times before the game. <clears throat> and I get it. Yeah, I'm salty, and that's why it bothers me. But just stop doing it, please. I we, mean, we see that every time we play the Vikings. And we play the Vikings this year on Christmas Day. Do you think I want to see that on Christmas Day? And I bet all the money in my bank account right now that they're going to show that stupid highlight. They're going to show that highlight. The game starts. 12 times. They're even going to have like an interview with Diggs. He doesn't even play on the team anymore. They're going to have him in the Bills uniform, and he's going to be talking about the Vikings miracle. And I'm just like, oh, God, vomit. I hate that. And then we lost him again last year in the playoffs. Like, I just, I don't know. I could go on about it. I just don't like that. I just, I never want to hear about it again. I want it to be in the past and not talk about it again, but it's whatever. So what is your least favorite Saints memory? What's the worst memory you have from the Saints, David? Actually, from the 2006 season, I was, okay, so I'm going to get a lot of lulls about this, but I was healing outside the morning of the game, healing Healing? Does anybody remember that? The shoes with the wheels in it? And I was being I was being really dumb and I was riding through water and I was trying to do tricks and grinding on stuff and and I fell and snapped my wrist. I broke my wrist in four places. But my stubborn butt was like, I don't I don't I didn't know it was broken, obviously. I was kinda in shock. I was like, I'm not going to the hospital. The Saints are about to play the Bears in the NFC championship. Why would I why would I go to the hospital? I was like, you know what, that, sure, okay, we'll, we can wait. Because I wasn't complaining about it. I wasn't, like, crying or anything about it. That, when they were playing the NFC Championship with the Bears, I was in fifth grade. So and I wasn't really freaking out about it. So after the game, we lost, obviously, and I was devastated by it. I went to the hospital, and my arm was broken. I had to get my arm snapped back in place. And we well, had to get, like, surgically back into place. I don't know. Long story short, that was my worst Saints memory. And that will always in my memory for as a Saints fan. Even though we've had some bad luck, the no call, the Vikings miracle, losing to the Vikings again, losing to the 49ers in the playoffs. I can just go on on how many bad memories I have with the Saints, but the good yeah. outweigh the, the beast bad. Mode run. The beast mode run. Oh, God. Oh, 
playing oh, against I the Seahawks about that. almost God, as bad God, as playing God, against the Vikings. I forgot about that. That gets played every time we play against <laughs> the Seahawks. We that hear was that. Like, yeah, what eight that's, years ago? That was that was that was longer than that. More probably it was what the season after the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was the season after the Super Bowl. It had to be. Yeah, it was. Because we were the world champs and we were playing the wild card against a seven and nine Seahawks team in Seattle. That's so stupid. But you know what? Whatever. I'm t- all right. Let's stop before my blood boils, John. Okay. <laughs> let's let's move on. Well, actually, this next topic is gonna boil my blood too. We're gonna move to some Pelicans news. If, we're this, gonna talk- um, if this podcast gets gets shut cut short, it's because David punched through his monitor and we had. No way of recording it. I had a heart attack. My chest is starting to hurt right now. So, do you want to I'll start with the? Yeah, keep me. Yeah, keep me. Keep them updated on Twitter. Do you want to start with the Zion loss, or you want to do that last? Because that's a a pretty big topic. Um, I think I I think we save that to last after okay. going to those worst memories. Yeah, let's save this for last. Okay, let's start with the Zion. I'm not Zion. The Lonzo workout clip again. So Zion. <laughs> I'm not Zion. I keep saying Zion because I've already worked out about that. Just reading the first thing on the topic list. Lonzo posted another workout video. At this point, he is trolling. <laughs> he didn't go out. Like, okay, you live. You, you're back at home. You're only 22 years old. Do you have a lot of money? Go buy you in that room. All you see is a treadmill and one bench with the same amount of weight that he had on last week, and the same buddy with his shirt off. Dude, you're trolling at this point, Lonzo. He was he was rapping. And like working out at the same time, he has to see this come. Obviously, I wouldn't care either. But like, dude, you have a lot of money and go out and buy more stuff. We haven't started the GoFundMe, but at this point, we might have to. Cause, I figured geez. it out. I figured it out. Okay. I'm it's not about the money. The problem is, is that me and one of our buddies, Dano, shout out to Dano, went to Academy and Dix this weekend, and the entire weight aisle and activity aisle was like wiped clean. There was nothing. The problem is, is Lonzo doesn't have an Amazon Prime account from anybody that he can use. Uh, so he doesn't want to pay that shipping premium. So, so I think if we just, Prime. yeah, we just send him our Amazon Prime account, he'll order the stuff and everything will be good. You know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe he's just anti, you know, he's so rich right now. He would rather go out in person, get all the attention from people and buy all his workout equipment instead of like, Buying it online. I mean, I, I maybe maybe look. Maybe I'm thinking about it too much. Maybe he's just so used to working at the Pelicans facility. Obviously, he's not in New Orleans right now. He's in Los Angeles, where he's from. He's just hanging out with his friends, working out, just doing guy stuff. 22 years old, having fun, probably throwing back some beers, just having fun. I know he's been playing with his dogs a lot. I know he's been posting tons of dog videos. But like, dude, go buy our workout equipment, please. <laughs> All, that's all I see about on Reddit is just people making fun of him. People on Twitter just making fun of him. He probably, he, I mean, he doesn't care. He obviously doesn't care. He's yeah. doing it to troll now. I mean, he's a rapper. He freestyles on Twitter. Like, props to Lonzo, dude. I love Lonzo. Shout out Lonzo. We love you here. But let's the next. I see a lot of people are jumping on the Pelicans bandwagon. Honestly. I don't blame them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, such a good team. <laughs> like, if I was a fan of someone like the Oklahoma City Thunder or something like that, I mean, you don't have a great team anymore. You have Zion, a young player. Just become know, a Pelicans John, fan. Why not? They have. They have. They have a better record than us. Yeah, they better, but they have no superstars. They have, they have, I get that. They don't have anybody. They have Chris Paul. That's about it. They have Chris Paul. That's all. And rest in peace. But that's rest in peace to Wait, New Orleans, Chris Paul. Rest in peace to New Orleans, Chris Paul. But 
Oklahoma Oklahoma City Thunder Chris Paul is doing pretty well over there. So I don't know. Well, I I see if you're a fan of like you were the a fan Phoenix of the Lakers Suns. or the Phoenix Suns, they have Devin Booker's. But if you're a fan of the Lakers, this is like your second Lakers team. And I've been seeing like somebody from Atlanta Hawks comment on the Reddit page, and I was like, man, I, y'all are my favorite team to watch now. Well, no wonder, dude. Who do you have with Trey Young to watch? Like, I all right, I get it. The Pelicans look electric right now. But uh, let's jump to this. So, uh, Bleacher Report, and everybody hates Bleacher Report, they reported who was going to be, because this week was supposed to be the Western Conference Finals and then the Eastern Conference Finals, and they predicted who was going to be in the Conference Finals. Well, Bleacher Report, how can, like, they said this is, this, they weren't predicting, they said this was who was going to be in the Finals. But Bleacher Report, how, how do you know? Like, you're not playing on the court. Anything can happen in the playoffs. I mean, we, we swept Portland, and nobody predicted that. Anthony Davis and company swept Portland, and everybody was freaked out by that. Nobody predicted that. You can't predict what's going to happen in the playoffs because that's a whole different game. They said for the Western Conference Finals, they said that the Clippers and the Lakers were going to be in the finals, which I agree with. Do you agree with that as well, John? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. who else is going to be there? No, but I think, well, I mean, we want the Pelicans to be there, but obviously we're not – We're uh, we're – and the, the sake of their realistic. conversation, I think they were taking the conversation of if the season ended when it did and started oh, right. the playoffs. Because I still think the Pelicans were making the playoffs. Oh, yeah, the Pelicans were making the playoffs, definitely. But, I mean, I mean, the Grizzlies were starting to get a little hot, but then they started losing games. I mean, we were slowly coming back. So, from the eyes of if we didn't make the playoffs and you have all the other teams, I think the only two teams that are making it are going to be the Clippers and the Lakers. Well, who do you think wins out of that? The Clippers. Okay. I think I agree is that, with that as well. The Clippers were dominant. I think they were looking really good. Do I think the Lakers were really good? Uh, yeah, I think they were awesome. I mean, I think they had one of the best records. I do I think they, in the long run, a long stretch of the league, a long, long stretch of the season, they were going to win. I don't know. I'd rather see the Clippers win because, you know, screw Anthony Davis. But <laughs> let's uh, – on the eastern side, they had the Bucks and the Raptors. They had the Raptors and the Bucks in the finals. Now, I disagree with that. I think the Bucks definitely would have been the finals. I think they win that Eastern Conference no matter what. I but think I don't the Bucks think. Win it at all. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. I well, I would like to. See, I'd rather see an Eastern uh, Conference team win it right now. But I don't know. I don't think Toronto is going to be in it. I just don't see them having the firepower in the playoffs to be like be there. What do you think? I don't think that they like you're saying. I don't think they have the depth. I don't think they really. I don't want to say coordinate. I don't think they have the – I don't think they're going to beat many of the teams in the East, uh, the better teams in the East, in series. Yeah, I, I, I don't think, think so either. I don't I don't see them making the, conference, the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't – I mean, maybe they surprised us. I didn't know – I didn't think that the, they were going to win last season, and they did. Yeah, true. So <laughs> – That was an electric game, too. That was electric series. Look, I think I think this year the Bucks, if they do come back in June or July, whenever they do, I think that they have to win that series. They have to. This is their year to win. They have to win this year because when Kevin Kevin Durant comes back next year, they're not going to have a chance. Like the Nets are going to be so good. Uh, I'm getting a phone call. Jesus, the Nets are going to be so good. Like I just I just don't see them losing to the Nets. Uh yeah, I, I don't. Uh, the Nets. What's going on with the Nets? I mean, uh, I know that 
Anthony, uh, Kevin Durant was having problems with people and all kinds well, of stuff was going on with him. Kevin Durant actually tested positive for COVID, but I mean, he was fine. He's, he's, he's fine and everything, but he, um, front office, he's arguing with the front office, but that's just Kevin Durant stuff. He, yeah, he's allowed to do that. Like he's, and so is Kyrie. Kyrie's kind of arguing with the front office, but he does it all the time. Like I just, that's just part of their, sh- like their shin, like their shit gig. Like, I don't know how shin gig. Their shtick. They're stick. Jeez, Daniel keeps calling me. Okay, sorry. All right. Um, but I think the Bucks. I think it's the Bucks and the Clippers, and I think the Bucks win. I I would agree with that. I think the Bucks win. I think it's a really good series, probably Game Seven series. I think that they win. Do you think the same thing or what? I think the Bucks win in five. Personally, I think it's going to be like a major upset. I just want to see like a. You know, not a big brand team, I guess is the way to put it. Yeah, like a small market team. When yeah, like cause... small market team. I mean, you just had Toronto do it. And then to have the Bucks come in and do it the next season, that'd be really, really fun to see. If the, if the Bucks can do it, the Pelicans could do it, honestly. And that gives that kind of gives me hope, honestly. Well, so... Pelicans will do it. The Pelicans, season. yeah, you're right. Pelicans will do it next season or the season after that. Honestly, why not a three-peat? Who knows? <laughs> I'll take that. But, uh... Let's move to the Zion lawsuit. So I'm going to read a bunch of notes, and I'll let you comment after this, okay? Because I have a very strong opinion about this, and we're going to lay the framework for what future athletes can do. Let's see. I'm pulling up my notes right now. And then we're going to talk about our favorite and worst uh, memories with the Pelicans. Let's see. All right, gotcha. All right, I got the notes up. So Gina Ford and the Prime Sports Marketing. So they're suing Zion for $100 million. They're making him testify in court that he took money and benefits from Duke. And then they're also saying that Zion's family gets benefits to play at Duke. So Zion's family got money from Nike to get sponsored after he leaves college. So all these influences is obviously breaking the NCAA rules. And so this all came up when Zion terminates his contract with the company. Gina Ford is all right. So, so he retired his he retired his contract with the company. He terminated it so he can get a more professional agent, which is understandable. A lot of college students do this, college athletes do this. But I, I gotta call out Gina Ford because this is a dumb move on her. So even though she's trying to get money out of this, but this is a terrible move for her and her marketing agency because. What star athlete's gonna want to come to your agency after this? Like you, you're throwing Zion to the bus. Who in the world would want to come to you after this? Like I don't, I can't think of a athlete, not even a star athlete, any athlete in general. Why would they come to your agency after you throw the number one pick, probably the best player to come out since LeBron, under the bus? To me, all right. So I'm gonna go on this little rant real fast, and I'll let you jump in, John. So, so you're you're. The NCAA is just crippling college basketball. They they should pay their players. They're not necessarily pay, but allow them to make money off their name. Because this is ridiculous. Because and, and the NBA is actually starting the G League where you can get paid right out of high school. Why would a player that's a star athlete and have, is having financial troubles even go to college? If they know they're going to be in the NBA, why don't they just go to straight to the G League, make fifty, a hundred thousand dollars, or whatever the contract would be, help their family out instantly, and then get drafted after a year in the G League? Like, that makes no sense to me. So, 
I want to give a shout out to the Ball Brothers and Lamar Ball for doing it right with Lamelo. I mean, I know they had a controversy with the LaAngelo and China and stuff, and he was like, "Well, he's not going to play in the NCAA, and Lamelo is not going to play in the NCAA." Honestly, the European League is looking really fire right now. Pro leagues around the world are looking fire because they allow players to come play under eighteen. They allow players to not play college and get paid. Like a lot of star athletes and basketball in Europe is huge in like Croatia and all those areas, the Yugoslavia areas. Like those are huge countries for basketball. So let's say like a, a player like Lamella doesn't go to Australia or Lithuania, wherever you went and make some money. They go to like Croatia and play professional basketball, make a lot of money. Why would you even want to go to college if you know you're going to be in the NBA? That doesn't more make more any sense to me. It. Yeah, more and more people are doing it. People are realizing the NCAA is screwing people over. Like, college basketball is going to be ruined because of this. It's going to be – I mean, it's still going to be fun to watch, but you're not going to see these star athletes go to college. And that's just that's just my take on it. I don't know how you feel, John. How do you feel about that? I mean, it, it's – there's no downside to going to play overseas, going to play in Europe. Because, first of all, it's better experience. You're playing yeah. with – Full-grown adults instead of other college players. So you, and you, a lot of times whenever you have these kids coming out of high school, going into college, they're not built right. You know, they they haven't been working out right. So they'll go to those first couple games and probably get dominated, which is great experience. And, and then another, I don't you're getting you off, But another thing that I forgot to mention is a lot of those players that are playing European leagues, like – and even Asian leagues, they're pro players. Like they've been in the league, they've been in the NBA for a long time. They're on the like they're on their outs of their career, and they're just playing basketball because they love basketball. You could get veteran experience and veteran like tips. Like my favorite player is playing in China right now. He's playing with the Beijing Ducks, and it's and Jeremy Lin. Imagine like a, a player like Zion going to meet Jeremy Lin and getting advice from him. And it's like, what's the point of going to college at this point? I'm sorry, but go on. I guess to jump back a little bit, back to the big Zion lawsuit and everything, this is the ex-marketing agency's big gotcha. Like, oh, we're going to get you. We're exposing you. But the problem is, is who cares? It's a well-known, a well, I guess not documented. It's a well-known practice that big organizations like Duke, like Kansas, they can, they're going to pay their players in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, to they're going to they're gonna do it. Like, Everybody does it. That's just, I just that's just how it is. Like, I just don't. And the NCAA needs to grow some balls. I'm just saying, like this is this is ridiculous. Like, let the players make money off their name, which they are now. But now that this lawsuit's coming out, like you're gonna you're gonna damage Zion's name because of this. Like, I just this isn't gonna damage Zion's name. He's out of college. Who cares at this point? I mean, you're gonna make him a hundred think... mil less richer. I don't. I don't think she's getting a hundred mil. I think she's trying to almost extort him for a hundred mil. But I don't think he cares that this news comes out that he's getting. He was getting paid to go to Duke. I mean, everybody knew he was getting paid to Duke. I Everyone don't... gets paid. All these star athletes are getting paid to go to the colleges. It's just a thing that happens. Maybe Duke goes under some kind of sanction. Maybe, but like, I just, I just, I feel like this is gonna be blown. Like, this is gonna be like a topic of the past next week. I feel like nobody's going to talk about this next week. Well, I'm hoping nobody talks about this next week because I'd rather talk about more positive things like basketball actually coming back. But we'll see. We'll see. 
I guess the turn topics we can talk about our favorite and worst Pelicans memories since we did it about the Saints. Okay, well I'll let you go first, John. You can talk about so, your favorite Pelican Pelicans memory. Favorite Pelicans memory. I mean, it has to be Chris Paul's first playoff appearance, destroying that Mavericks and the the Mavericks in that series. The first series that he played in the playoffs it was four one. They beat him in two thousand eight. I mean, my family's predominantly a football family. I'm really the only one who, I mean, we like baseball. My dad likes baseball a lot, but I'm the only one that really watches a lot of, or at that time watched a lot of basketball. And it was because of this series. I think I was at my grandparents' house. They were like, oh, look, this is on. So they put it on like, oh yeah, look, we're winning. And just that's where I fell in love with basketball and the New Orleans sports organization. It was the Hornets at the time, but the Pelicans now. And that's where, like, my love for the sport really came through to fruition. Yeah, I, I have to agree. That was that was a really good series. But so, uh, what's your uh, favorite member? My favorite. My fa- I know people are gonna be like, "Oh, this is this happened too recent," but like, we uh, the Pelicans winning the lottery and then getting an opportunity to get Zion, and and people are like, "Well, that's you've been a fan for so long. How is that your favorite memory?" This is literally going to change our organization. Zion is that player. It's not like we had. It's not like Chris Paul. It's not like Anthony Davis. Zion is that player. They. It was just like when LeBron was coming out of high school. Everybody's talking about how, oh, he's the next Michael. He's the next Kobe. This dude's going to be amazing. This is enough. This is the same amount of hype that Zion is getting that LeBron got, that Kobe got. I think it's going to be insane. I think we're the lucky organization. He wants to be here. It, that just I remember working. I was working behind the bar. I was a bartender at the time. And we were like, one of the other guys I was working with, Mitch, shout out Mitch, my manager. He was He's a huge Pelicans fan. He's like, dude, what if we get them one pick? What if we get Zion? Everything changes. And it's like, and as soon as it happened, we're like, wow, it, it actually happened. So that's my favorite Pelicans memory for sure. I mean, and honestly, the Pelicans – we're on their like last legs in New Orleans. There was talks about moving the team, getting them out mm-hmm. of here. I mean, there wasn't much interest from there wasn't the much local base. interest in the fan base. I mean, the games <laughs> we were getting tickets to games like two days before for like four dollars. Now, I, mean, I, I do think there was some kind of interest in the city, but it was from the fans that were diehards. They were like, "Oh, we train Anthony Davis. We actually have a lot of young players that are coming through." Like those people were excited, but. The like people that were like kind of on the the borderline of being Pelicans fans were like, oh, I'm a Pelicans fan, but I really don't follow that much. I don't really watch every game. This was like, and, and, and you know what? Hey, this was a deciding factor. Who cares? Zion did that, and we never sold that many tickets before. Our box season, our season ticket holders were like through the roof. So I'm very very excited about it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, those diehard fans weren't enough to keep the team around. Right, exactly. Uh, at a certain point, you know, not even filling up the stadium to half capacity for games isn't going to keep the it. team here. Like for a Wednesday night game, they, you can literally get free tickets for a Wednesday night game. But if I'm not saying, like, I get it, it's a big a big market organization like the Lakers. They always sell on Wednesday nights. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, we get that. But we, let's just move on because we're talking about negative stuff. Let's move on to our worst Pelicans memory or hornet's memory or jazz memory john you go first so i mean i this is a more recent thing too and i talked about it a little bit last week it was the entire 
Anthony Davis fiasco and how it transpired and how it went down. I don't care that he left. I mean, I was never a huge Anthony Davis fan. It seemed like he was always hurt. It seemed like he never really had the interest of being here. But the way he went out and had to make it such a big deal, you know, remember when he wore that shirt to, I think it was the last home game, the see That's all folks, Bugs or Bunny. that's all folks, whatever. Yeah, that's all folks, Bugs Bunny shirt. And it's like, it, it, it put a bad taste in my mouth. And I mean, I don't have a lot of like really bad memories with the Pelicans, but that's one thing. It's just like, I mean, why even just tell him to stay home? <laughs> he doesn't want to yeah, be just... there. Just don't come to the game, man. Yeah, just stay home. Look, we're going to trade you away. Don't worry. Just you don't want to be a part of this organization and don't be a part of it and don't come around. And, and it's like, look, I, I I totally get it. Like, I get it from a business aspect. The NBA is a player-driven league. Everybody has, like, their player, like, profile where they are, like, social media. They want to make They want to make a big story out of everything. But come on, dude. No one was good to you. Like we really wanted you to be here. I mean, maybe not the front office was like too helpful in making you a team. But like you didn't have to do that. And I get that why. I get why that's your bad Pelicans memory. Yeah, it's just like like I said, it just left a a bad taste in my mouth. I said that right. already. But so, no. what is your worst Pelicans memory? Let me ask you, John. Do I say my second worst memory, or do I say my worst memory with the David West story? Should I just go ahead and say the David West story for my worst? Uh, well, I Hornets think, memory. I mean, that's your hundred percent worst. Memory. Okay, it's All the right. funniest memory. Okay, so I'm gonna post this one on Twitter so everybody can listen to it on Twitter as well. So when I was six or seven years old, David West called me fat, and this is an anti-David West podcast. I know he's retired. And I would love to talk to him one day. He, he does not remember this, but I've always had this I, this thought haunting in my head. So a little background. Uh, the local high school in our area was having a Hornets uh, basketball camp where some Hornets players came and, like, showed us some du- stuff. They were dunking on, like, little kids, you know, like the stuff NBA players do at, like, those, those camps. They were juking kids and stuff, not juking, crossing kids, breaking ankles. But the day I went was the day David West was there, and it's around Christmas time. So we're like shooting hoops with David West, and they were giving out raffle tickets to all the kids. They like take a picture with David West and talk to him at the end of uh, the practice. So they were gonna choose like five winners, and I just so happened to be one of the winners. So what they did was it was about a hundred and fifty kids, two hundred kids. They put us all in the gym, like in all in center court. And they were calling out the raffle ticket numbers, and I was one of the first ones to win. And I was like, "Oh my God, what?" I, I so they called my number out. I won, and I ran up to David West. He was taking like a Santa Claus style like pictures on the, like a, a chair with a big backdrop because it's around Christmas time. And I I won an autograph uh, basketball that I actually lost in Katrina, which sucks. But so he's talking on like the microphone to all the, like the kids. He's like. Oh, what's your question? What's your question? Like stuff like that, answering questions. And then I get up to him, and I and he's like, oh, he picks me up and puts me on his lap. And he's like, oh man, you must have been eating all of Santa Claus's cookies, huh, young man? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and the whole gym just erupts. Everybody's laughing, and I just remember like being so shocked. I was like, I look up to David West. He just called me fat. Are you serious? He's like, you just ate all of Santa Claus cookies, huh, boy? And he's like laughing into the mic, and everybody's laughing in the gym. 
like this is this this scarred me man like this really scarred me and i was just like i remember in my head i was like oh man I, I, he really just called me fat and i remember the picture i wish i still had the picture about lost thing katrina i looked so upset in the picture and he's just smiling i looked so upset and i was just like <laughs> I just remember, I was like, man, I, my mom even framed the picture because she, she thought the story was so funny. My mom and dad framed it. And I was just like, man, I really hate – I never liked David West after that. Even when he played – like he – what did he go to? He went to the Warriors. He went to, I think, Atlanta. And he won a ring with the Warriors or he maybe, maybe lost that year. I was rooting for him to lose that whole time. I was like, man, I can't use the words I would use in real life. But I was like, man, screw David West. I hate that dude. I hate him. <laughs> and I was, you know, I was I was an adult at that time, and I still hated him. So that emotionally scarred me. Thanks, David West. You know what? I changed my mind. That is my favorite Pelican story or uh, typical. story. Typical. I mean, it, it's it's great. It's at your expense, but that's hilarious. Yeah, well, at least at least I can make make you laugh. Thanks, John. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I've always laughed from your pain. Don't worry. At I least, appreciate it. Always to come out of your pain is my laughter. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, but like no, I said, that's like I said, we hate David West. We're anti David West podcast. Is he welcome here? So it's like, is David West isn't welcome here? The answer is no. no. He's not welcome here. He is not welcome around these parts. Now, if you would ever, if we somehow we get a little traction, he wants to talk and maybe apologize. Maybe we'll have him. We'll see. I don't know. Look, but, uh, if by some miracle, if you're listening to this podcast, David West, and you want to come on here and talk, I'll just kick David out, and I'll be the solo host for an episode, <laughs> and you can come in and talk about how you demoralized this fat kid once, and it was the funniest thing you've ever done. And I don't even think I was that fat. I think I was, like, average size as a kid. Some kid's a little chubby, and I had, you know, spiky hair. Maybe he didn't like the spiky hair. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, while John's solo hosting that podcast, I'm going to be, uh... <laughs> I'm um, you know, in my room with a dartboard with David West's face on it, throwing darts at it. But uh, I guess that's it for this episode, huh, John? Yeah, I, I think we talked about everything we wanted to talk about. All right, well, thank you for tuning in for episode two. David West isn't welcomed here. And I will see you next week, guys. Thank um, you so much. Just a final P.S. If um, anybody has any suggestions, anything you'd like, to, oh, yeah. like us to talk about, just hit us up on Twitter. I mean... We we check the Twitter constantly. We're always on it. We're trying to stay active on the Twitter. Um, the handle is at what is he at? Uh, lady at Lady Lounge Cast. Lady Lounge Cast. Is what uh, the it is. L, the two L's, the Lady L, a Lounge L, and the Cast C are all capitalized. I don't think that matters, David. That doesn't matter. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna make an Instagram probably this week sometime and post pictures of us doing dumb stuff. All right, guys. Thank you all so much. Yep. Thank you. Talk to you all soon.